never give up. I never give up. I never give up. Welcome back to Neff Inspiration, my show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. Today is another fantastic day because I've got Lisa Yara with me. Lisa is a woman who is a menstrual health specialist. Uh, he has made it her passion to explore cyclical living for every woman and everyone who's menstruating out there. And it is such a powerful rhythm and of nature that is happening in women that has so many implications, so many uh, changes that are absolutely wonderful, but they can be so confusing for women, for their significant others. Um, it is just amazing. But here I've got Lisa with me, who is actually leading a quiet revolution. And it is an amazing, uh, she's an amazing woman. I, I know that and I, I can't wait to talk to her. So Lisa, welcome to my show. Thank you for this beautiful introduction. I'm so looking forward to diving in with you. <laughs> How did you do get into the area of uh, menstrual health? Uh, even the word menstrual health is actually a beautiful word, but it's I, I don't think I've ever heard it before. Yeah, I might have made that up. <laughs> I like creating new words if they don't exist. If Shakespeare uh, yeah, can has... do that, then you can do that. Come on. <laughs> of course, of uh, course. Yeah, it has been uh, quite quite a way, let's say. Um, I started learning Chinese, studying Chinese and economics in university, and then I went into finances. And then uh, in the middle of a life crisis, in a dark night of the soul, I found that, hmm, I think I should better work with people because I'm really good at holding space for folks. <laughs> and that led me onto the path of... Um, also becoming aware that everything in nature is working in cyclical rhythms and uh, we like this world we live in isn't actually set up to support people who are on this monthly cyclical rhythm because let's face it all beings are cyclical beings we just have different cycles and we're also touched by different cycles at different times there is also the life cycles there's the yearly cycles the seasonal cycles all of that and um, through that moment of crisis, like I suffer from OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder and um, anorexia and orthorexia, which is the obsession with um, healthy eating, where healthy depends on whatever my brain deems healthy. <laughs> um, so not very uh, objective. And like through learning about first for me it was the moon cycle and through that I got in touch with my personal menstrual cycle and through understanding these cyclical changes I learned to make peace with my body and knew that okay yeah this week I'm feeling all bloaty and fat and ugly and whatnot whatever my brain was telling me but I know that if I don't change anything, but just wait a week, because I'm just before my period, and in a week, everything will be different and look different and feel different, even though nothing outwardly has changed, just because my inner world has shifted. And so that that was a really powerful realization that yeah. like we go through these shifts and, and like uh, a dark night of the soul, a life crisis is not different. It's this moment where something in us needs to die. And that's what we as women or as menstruators go through every month. 
we die a little death, be that in menstruation or when we've crossed over, for example, into postmenopause, then I believe we still cycle. Then we cycle with the moon, then it is dark moon. So basically when the moon is not visible in the sky, mm. and that's the moment where we are drawn most inward. Like the world is doing in winter when everything is drawing inwards, there might be snow. Outwardly, there is not much happening, but below ground, like everything is being composted and released and dissected and mm. rearranged. And that's happening every month. Mm. And that's a fucking powerful thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just like this world isn't set up to support it. That is very true. And there is, we are not aware of these uh, these rhythms in nature anymore because we have got electric lights. Uh, we have got, um, uh, we are living in a world where no one really, or most people don't pay attention to the world around them the way we have been in the past. We are no longer integrated. We are we are going to the the supermarket and you can have tomatoes any time in the year. There's no more seasonal living. So we have removed ourselves completely from that. Most of us uh, wouldn't know our circadian rhythm if it bites us in the bum. Um, it is, uh, there's so many rhythms that we ultimately uh, disregard at our own peril sometimes. Um, and there is a lot to be said about what you said. I, I actually 100% agree with you. Some, it's important to say that some people are probably a little bit more sensitive to external rhythms mm -hmm. and external influences and that's something again that that we don't recognize so for me i uh, i that there is maybe a, a rhythm with the moon phases but not really very strong whilst you have experienced it so much more so are you in in, in a very empathic or a very uh inward looking intrinsic person that uh, experiences those rhythms very clearly um yes and no i am very empathic i am a highly sensitive person so mm -hmm. also like other people's emotions and moods and even like the collective i sometimes feel like i can sense it all and it's mm -hmm. too much um and that's why I know now that I need my time and my space to draw back inwards and to release all of that, which is not mine. Mm. So right now I practice this rest, this active rest during menstruation that I work less um, nice. or that I like um, allow myself a nap in the middle of the day or something. I'm aware <laughs> that not everybody can do that. And I, I usually say like, find your 1% of rest. If you're a mom with two toddlers, then your rest may be closing the bathroom door when you go to the bathroom. And that's okay. So everyone does their own thing. Absolutely. But it's very true what you say that like we've become so disconnected from nature. And that's where uh, I actually recently had a, a series of conversations on my own podcast about decolonizing time and decolonizing the body because what happened is with this colonization mindset that happened is the separation first the people from the land and then us from our own bodies and we live so much in the head and when the head is running the show there is much more anxiety than when we are connected to our body because when we live in the body our body um it holds so much information. It receives so much information from the world around us. 
that when we are connected to it, we like we feel we feel nature, we feel karma because our body is safe in this moment. And so when our brains, when we for a moment manage to keep this mind a little bit ahead and into the body, then we can even we we have different ideas, different inspiration. Yeah. We understand and know things on a different level because our subconscious and our body knows so much more than our conscious mind could yeah. ever fathom. So true. So true. And that's, we keep hearing that again and again. I mean, when I say hearing on this show, I've had the honor of, of having about 400 free guests now. And many of us have come to that conclusion that if you just shut up yourself, A, here and B, here, remove yourself from electronics and actually just be quiet. Um, if you want to call that meditation or just calming down whatever you're 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 calling it um suddenly your body will sense you a wealth of information a wealth of knowledge a wealth of solutions to problems <laughs> sometimes it can send you a wealth of problems as well um, that's the catastrophizing that sometimes <laughs> we need to be careful but you're so right uh it's that that finding that moment of calm that moment of sanity that can be truly life-saving and the really cool thing is that like we we are led to believe that the way to become calm is to shut up our mind but there is this beautiful nerve called the vagus nerve in our body which is the main nerve for relaxation and it runs from the brain all the way through all the organs down into the gut and if we stimulate that nerve 80 percent of the information travels up to the brain 80 percent and only 20 percent downwards so if we manage to stimulate that nerve ooh, we can shut up the mind that way <laughs> so what are you isn't that easier <laughs> i love it i love it see and there's so many things so and and uh, lisa you are so right um the, the vagus nerve literally runs actually from through the through the chest into the abdomen um and uh, we can manipulate it. Now, no one reaches in there and pulls and yanks a bit on it. Um, but what are your ways of of actually uh, bringing a different state of mind and state in your body uh, to light? I've learned quite a few practices in my training as a woman's health specialist. That, yeah. But like, because I love to focus on the menstrual cycle, that's why I termed it menstrual health specialist. Um, and a lot is uh, stimulating like with a with a soft ball mm -hmm. and rolling the gut on the ball ah. like ball on the floor yourself on top and then massaging or you can just use your hands right and then massage your gut um like you would do for a little baby who has got yeah. trouble with digestion yeah. you can just rub your own belly yeah that is one way. And uh -huh. then there is also ways to tape, for example, on the neck uh -huh. to put some kinesiology tape there. And so you put it on, done. And you don't have to think about it anymore. And er with every turn of your head, your brain gets stimulated. Oh, here the vagus nerve gets stimulated. Oh, brain knows now all is safe. Uh -huh. um, it's really uh, handy. Yeah. 
That's true. That's true. Now, it's sometimes it's not really easy in a board meeting to say, stop, everyone, take your balls out. We're going to lie down. And <laughs> it's a bit hard. Yeah. Um, no, I, I I love it. I actually, this is full circle because really 30, 40 years ago, I looked into that. Uh, that is amazing when I was a teenager. And I certainly uh, in, in, in Germany, yes, I came across these kind of things. Um that uh, no doubt it will work. Uh, nowadays, I've become a breath coach myself, and and I use breathing techniques, and they are so powerful because the diaphragm mm -hmm. is a dome-like muscle that sits here, and the way it works, if you take some deep tummy breaths, um, the diaphragm goes down, and because the the vagus nerve comes actually through it, it actually pulls and massages the the vagus nerve. So by doing so, that is one way. And and the other thing is when you're doing breath work, what you're really doing, you're altering the levels of carbon dioxide within your body. When you're constant in, 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 in this adrenaline, you breathe very shallow up here. And you're basically, you can change that. You can change that anxiety attack. You can change that, that uh, nervous wave you can change it dramatically by forcing yourself to taking a nice deep breath in often counting to four one two three four hold your breath one two three four five six breathe out one two three four five six and repeat so suddenly instead of <laughs> 30 40 times you're breathing five times uh, uh, a minute and your CO2 changes and it's beautiful. So here you go. Within what? Three minutes? Lisa and I gave you what? Uh, three different techniques. <laughs> How to massively change your state there and then. How gorgeous is that? Um, yes. Wow. And I need to chime in now because like yeah. you, you mentioned this super important thing because breath would have been the next thing I would have went uh, gone <laughs> Sorry, to sorry for because... taking your part at it. <laughs> no, no, it's perfect because, um, you know, uh, for women and menstruating folks, our pelvic floor is connected to like possibly for men as well, but like I'm specializing in <laughs> menstrual health. And so our pelvic floor is connected to the diaphragm. Uh -huh. through the muscles and tissue and fascia so um because we are like a is of course we don't breathe deeply and with the diaphragm engaged very often but also we tend to brace and cramp our pelvic floor muscles mm -hmm. and that's also like it hints at this tension that we carry and usually both would work in like in sync in a rhythm so when the diaphragm uh, descends down, then the pelvic floor would descend down and back up when you breathe out. And that keeps the pelvic floor nice and smooth because the pelvic floor, and I know many women have issues with the, with their pelvic floor, like incontinence, for example, and or, or just pelvic pain. And it's just this the, these simple shifts are the starting point to release the pain. And to support your body by learning or just reminding yourself of breathing with the diaphragm engaged and releasing the pelvic floor and not mm. cramping it so both can work in unison. Mm. And that will, as you say, it will massage the gut. So the digestive issues might also be alleviated at least mm. a little bit. Mm. And isn't it 
in amazing how these little, little shifts can have such a big impact. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you, no doubt, you will get better with uh, with training, Sim similar to, as if you go to the gym. The first time you go to the gym, you look at the lightest weight, which looks impossible. And after six weeks, you're throwing these weights around as if there is no tomorrow. Yeah, let's, let's, let's go for the mid-range. And that is that is normal and that's the same thing there i want to i want to talk a bit more medicine because the the as a uh, as an anesthetist i have the pleasure of working with a gynecological uh, surgeon so we often look into the tummy of women who have got chronic pelvic pain or problems with menstruation and what we do very very commonly see is a very large bowel um full of feces full of uh basically a bowel that says hey i'm not happy okay and there is a very good link between the the maybe irritable bowel syndrome or maybe other functional gut syndromes and menstrual health or menstrual distress no menstrual distress no i'm making up the words hey um <laughs> that, uh, just when when things are not going so smooth um the pelvic pain for uh, women for example so therefore it is so important to understand that everything down there is interlinked it is anyhow interlinked very closely, um, but there's not just in a system approach interlinked, but also in proximity, because really everything is sort of close together there. So if you can actually uh, work on your gut, and we'll go into that more in detail, but the work on your gut will work on your menstrual health. No two ways around it. So here we talked yeah. about the vagus nerve. Um do, the, when we're saying gut uh, in your practice or in your experience, you have got the, the background of the eating uh, uh, eating disorders, but also now the focus on beautiful nutrition. How much does that play a role in menstrual health? Definitely also a big role. But as you say, like our body is an interconnected system. And the first place to start is always the vagus nerve like getting us out of this constant state of fight or flight yep. the stress response that we have in like we can't get away from it our world is stimulating us from all different angles and trying yep. to keep us on the move and like calming our system down is the most important step because only in rest and digest can our body heal and also, we don't realize how much we are influencing our immune system by being in constant fight or flight stress response. Because like our immune system is made up of our nervous system, of our lymphatic system, and of our gut. And so these are the most important systems that we need to address first. And then like everything after that is going to almost fall into place. So true. So true. Um cool so but um, we are bombarding our, our beautiful viewers and, and listeners here with with no it's good it's good because what we're really saying hey there's so much that we can do there's so much action that you can take and if you just make one percent change um every day one tiny little new habit that you cultivate over a week and then maybe next week you change another little tweak another little habit can you imagine that after four weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, that your life is already changing for the better? 
And it's those little things that is that is the amazing journey that is waiting for people out there. And we are just highlighting that that you know we are a little bit further down the path. And but we are demonstrating what works, what has worked for you, what is working for me. Um, so it's beautiful. So let's keep going. Let's keep going. Um, so <laughs> Vegas stimulation, uh, taking care of our crazy minds and this this super active fight flight or freeze uh system calming that down increasing vegas cool what else can no i actually go a step back when we are with the simple things chewing i like to say like breathe well chew well (laughs) because digestion begins in the mouth and often we are just like throwing it down our system into the stomach yeah. and that's it but when we start to mindfully chew and like when i was little i got told by my grandma i think chew at least 30 times and i've heeded that advice and it's helped <laughs> Grand- grandma's right <laughs> grandma's right, grandma was uh, right. <laughs> because the chewing itself uh, is actually activating the gut and is activating a parasympathetic uh response down there the, the vagus nerve response uh so yes you're right <laughs> and also like the saliva has already all the enzymes to start digesting in the mouth That's before right. it like so it makes the whole thing so much easier and then of course drink well like we are often very dehydrated in today's world. And then you've got, for example, women who don't dare to go to the bathroom too much so they don't drink enough Mm. because they don't want to either inconvenience others or themselves. And so these simple things, I've named three now, like one is definitely also rest well Mm. or pause well, I like to call it pause well, which Mm. is get enough sleep and get enough rest. And those two are different. and rest is not scrolling through social media or watching tv that can be nice at times nice but very often we are taking in a lot of stuff at least our subconscious is through the stories we get told and that is all something we need to digest later on and maybe it's because i am highly sensitive but i have really reduced the amount of series i can watch and i'm often opting out when my husband asks if we want to watch a series because i know that afterwards i will have to sit there at least an hour to digest and process everything that has happened so Hmm. um, this can be a lot on our nervous system as well and we might not even notice very true very very true um oh and the fifth one because i know i have five is move well (laughs) Ah, so let's summarize them first and then we go into them so give it give it them again to us i'd start with breathe well absolutely because breathing vegas all of what we've talked about Uh, second is drink well because uh, our body needs hydration third is chew well so that your body gets to the digestion and then we are at move well that is moving in um, a good alignment, like with body posture, yeah. so that the joints are working correctly. Uh, and the fourth is pause well. I love it. I love actually the pause. And that is quite quite intriguing. I'm German, uh, and my guest, Lisa, is is equally from Germany. So we had to, to laugh a little bit before the show uh, about the similarities. 
uh, and have recently uh, rediscovered really my my German roots. I'm watching more German television. And in all fairness, there is it's far more the the, the crime series there are far more psychological, far more in depth, far more wow. Um, uh, not something that I'm sort of used for more superficial American kind of television. Um, and so I feel like that having watched Tardot or something like that. And you think afterwards, bloody hell. Um, and it really got to me and really got close to the social issues that are being addressed mm -hmm. there. Uh, mm -hmm. Amazing. Um, and it is that impact that made me actually a bit uncomfortable. I suddenly realized wow, certain things, certain exterior, uh, external things are actually having quite an impact on me. Now, that was a very obvious thing for me. To a lesser degree, it's the same with my focus on situational awareness, wanting to know what is the news, what is what is happening in the world, and not so and many things that are not so nice that are happening in the world. Um, mm -hmm. So all that can have a direct impact on you, and far more so than you maybe recognize. Um, so for you yeah. yourself, have you set yourself limits with regards to watching news or watching television? Um, what would you recommend your women to do? Listen to your gut, <laughs> to your instincts, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I really feel into my body. Can it hold that now or not? Uh, no, like I, yes. we love my husband and I, we love watching a movie once a week. That's usually good. Uh, and and then maybe once a week a series but i often opt out as i shared and that's mm. just for me right now because also that works in cycles mm. because at other times i know i could watch more with him and and it was fine it was okay but right now that's all my system can take so it's really um measuring from moment to moment and in some cycles we can take more and in some we can take less and also Beautiful. what like it's this, what you said is so so true and so important how the media and also how the series and films we watch shape our reality um and like i'm in it so much at the moment because i will be hosting a, a summit on menopause because amongst other things i'm also interested in the menopause journey <laughs> uh -huh. and um even though i'm not near yet but i have always regarded older women as like I've really appreciated them for their life experience. And um if, when you look or think of films, how often do you see the main character being a woman over the age of 40? They usually get the roles that is the aunt, the mother, the <laughs> stepmother, <laughs> but they rarely, really rarely get a role as the main protagonist. And so that too shapes our view of older women. Ooh, nice, nicely said. So do you think there is, I know already the answer and that was a stupid question. Um, basically, there is, uh, we need to change the, the way that we appreciate um, not just women, uh, probably more, you're right. This is this is clearly far more a women issue than it is a men issue. Um, so, uh, but it's also the the elder, the elder, uh, the older we get, the more we're going to be put sort of to the sideline in the public mm -hmm. image, um, certainly in films or in television series. You're quite right. Um, the, 
how can we change that though? I mean, these are societal and, and the social issues. And this is basically a image that is being created consciously or subconsciously, however it works. Um, how can we, we work against that? Well, probably, yeah, we as consumers can not consume those kinds of series and mm. films because there are a variety of shows that you can watch that are much more diverse by now mm. luckily and uh like you see you hear of people in hollywood complain about these things so Absolutely. it's it starts being spoken about and hopefully there will be some awareness shift we have as consumers can choose what to consume and what we don't consume True. um of course mm. uh and there is some shift that needs to happen from top down mm. that's, that's very how good change works bottom up yeah. and top down mm. Very good. Now, whilst that might sound a bit uh, wishy-washy what we're talking about, it actually is important because, as you pointed out, uh, change is happening. And once you become aware of the way that that personalities or, or women, in this case, are portrayed, you can actually make a conscious stance to A, recognize that, and B, say, actually, that's bullshit. I am... Uh, in my 50s, I'm a woman. I am actually, I'm only just learning how to live. I haven't even figured out who I want to be when I grow up. When you actually yeah. <laughs> approach that, that's uh, a new season with that embracing attitude. That's where you can, again, take control. You're not a victim. You're not dying because you suddenly have stopped menstruating um so it is it's a beautiful cycle and it's just another season it's another start of something and that is something so important if we actually celebrate that rather than than commiserate or or be sad about uh, something going yeah that's my wish um and also, I just want to say that it's, it's of course, not just women. It's also a lot of marginalized groups that are not being shown nearly enough to be in people's awareness. And that, too, is changing. And what you can do as a consumer is, um, for example, follow channels that report about these things, that tell you, hey, this movie, maybe think about it because there is this narrative, something you and I just know that from myself, but there is so much that I don't get because I've been growing up. We are, we've all grown up in these societies. Mm. So we often don't even recognize the harm that's being done mm. or the injustice or mm. um, just the discrimination. Mm. But like I have made it my part of my work and personal interest to follow people who tell me, hey, look over there <laughs> that's where you hold these systems inside of yourself and that's also the quiet revolution that you talked about in the beginning that i claim to lead <laughs> it's quiet because i don't believe in fighting the patriarchy um because when we fight the patriarchy or smash the patriarchy what happens is we're left with a power vacuum and something needs to fill that power vacuum. Mm -hmm. And since we haven't learned a different way of being, we will just fill it with the same shit that we've done because we still carry it in our bodies, in our minds, in our hearts, right? That's why my quiet revolution is about turning within. Turning within and dismantling these systems in yourself. 
in your own system and 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 getting support getting into community doing these things together building mm. relationships with with self and with others mm. and through that way we will withdraw from these structures naturally because we now we are aware and we see we don't want to take uh, to be part of that any longer so we withdraw and then these systems don't have anything to hold on to and that's when they will crumble and we have already practiced something new a new way of being and yeah. a new way of loving and that's when the vacuum gets filled by something that is i suppose more help healthy and helpful for humanity and the planet beautiful 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 uh wow um these are these are very uh, wonderful words you said there and very wonderful thoughts uh coming through can i play devil's advocate please um the let's say a friend uh, a female friend has uh just started working in a new environment um of women leaders um as it so happens uh i think bar one person is all women leaders and the, uh, the, my friend is a woman and and she in her own words said it's the bitchiest bloody group of people she has ever come across that is not so uncommon that we hear something like that um so you're speaking on the one hand of the very positive um power of women yet many women oh oh don't be- get me wrong i'm not speaking of the power of women but the patriarchy for me doesn't mean there has to be a man on top it's the way the society is structured with which is there is one on top that gets to say and everyone is bowing to that person whether that's a man or woman or a non-binary person yeah. doesn't matter right <laughs> and that's why we see in many workplace situations that there are women at the top who are very similar to men because the way to get there is or not not to men because that's again generalizing but the way to get there is to display very uh, distinct personality traits and characteristics in order to get there so no wonder we want to have power too so in order to play with the guys we have to be as the guys and unfortunately it has for a very long time been um, old white dudes heterosexual Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, very nicely said. Very nicely countered. Beautiful. <laughs> But let's come back. We are sort of philosophical here about the oh, role. Oh, of... and oh, and... <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is, we in uh, in this society, women have been set up against one another to compete for oh. usually men's uh, attention because. Up until very recently in our overall history, women weren't allowed to have funds of their own, weren't allowed to work without permission of their husband, weren't allowed to have finances, resources, means. And so, like, we have been set up to to compete for men's attention. That's why we had to be attractive and beautiful and, uh, like, all these, like, youth standards, Mm. Or as I say, we are supposed to be in spring and summer all the time, not just women, but all people. Yeah. But like we are, we shouldn't pause. Don't calm down because you lose track because you get behind. It's a narrative that's keeping us on the edge, all of us. 
Patriarchy is serving no one except those in the power positions that get richer and richer. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Um, and no, I... I can't add anything there. This is actually very well said. And uh, regrettably, it's the truth. Um, the, it's hard, however, because if we focus on that as well, there is another negative. There is another concern. There's another thing that raises my, uh, my adrenals and my um, fight and flight and the, all the injustice in the world, um, the social inequity, all those kind of things. So, I mean, are we not doing harm you're just at, this, at one hand saying no we need to more step back and, and rest and calm and focus on our own bodies yet you're taking on this quiet revolution is that not a not a discrepancy isn't all life a paradox <laughs> oh you're good girl <laughs> i know Lisa, i know <laughs> you're good <laughs> and you're so right because that's life and 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 again there are times uh in a day when you have got the energy and the power to take on something that is not correct and do something about it uh and that's again our power that's again where you might do uh, those little things that mean so much for someone else. You give, you show love, you uh, show empathy to someone who maybe previously has not been given the time of the day um, because of that. And that is so gorgeous. So there are times in the day when you absolutely want to step out and be the, the world changer. And there are other times in the day when you really need to cycle towards the opposite cycle towards the receiver cycle towards the the person who can calm down their mind and mm -hmm. balance themselves out so it's really uh, it's it's about that so there is is whilst i was playing devil's advocate with regards to discrepancies etc it is actually just part and parcel of life we can't wish the world to be a better place we need to do something about it and we have got the power to do so but we need to start with ourselves and if you are a very cyclical being that is menstruating then then there are a hell of a lot of things and i love it so much what what you brought it down to the basics on and i think that is so important we need to go back to the basics and practice them really 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 well um, and with that we implement change first in ourselves and then by us becoming leaders in that um we are making the world a better place lisa you are doing that that's so cool hey you're telling me about this postmenopausal um um meeting um, um symposium uh do you want to make a bit of uh, advertisement when is it how is it I don't know when this is coming out, but it's starting next week. Oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> so it might yes. have already happened, okay. but there is surely replays to be bought. Oh, beautiful. Uh, so whoever, like it's called Happy, Healthy, Holy Menopause. And I see it as something that is for premenopausal people perimenopausal people and postmenopausal people because <laughs> as a society like it's our individual work to support uh, to to prepare and support ourselves through menopause but that's yeah. also our collective work to know how to support someone else going through that intense and important and powerful shift in one's life 
But I wanted to circle back to something you said yes, before, which is like during the day, there are times when you have to rest and when you have to act or when you can act because you've got the energy. And that is, that's the way I see it for like, I call it testosterone dominant people, whether you're a man or a non-binary person who is testosterone dominant, their cycle is more of a day cycle. So it's like every day is pretty similar. There are variations, of course, and it depends also on the outer seasons and inner seasons and, and the yearly cycle because the sun travels like through all the seasons in one year and the sun is um, basically energetically connected to the masculine energy. We all have masculine and feminine energies uh, of um, different variations. Mm. Uh, and, and so it, it like for men and testosterone ba- dominant people, it might be harder to go through the dark nights of winter because that's in a year cycle where they have their menstruation, so to speak, mm. <laughs> these inward reflective times. And um, for a woman or estrogen dominant person, we go through that on a monthly basis. And I think like like we we still have that rhythm. It's just in a different period of time that it mm. plays out. So during menstruation or th- during dark moon, depending on whether we still menstruate or not, uh, is our time of reflection and drawing inwards and composting and resting. And then during ovulation, for very many people, we do have more energy, mm. not for everyone, but as a ten, like a tendency and then we've got like the spring phase between the two and the autumn phase um but for us like for some it plays out over the day and for menstruators it plays out over the month and i think that's where we get misunderstood because we we might have fluctuations from day to day but over the course of a cycle it's pretty dependable and everyone has to chart their own cycle to know what it's like for them. Just because I say your ovulation time is a time full of energy doesn't have to mean that's the case for you. Mm. You know, it's just an archetypal cycle, as I like to call it. Mm. But that's that was also the first point where I like started to get to know and build a relationship to my own body and learn to speak her language. Mm. That was when I started charting my own cycle, looking at, okay, what is my energy like in during menstruation what is my energy like in the follicular phase what is my energy like in my ovulation phase and what is it like in the luteal phase and through that i've got now quite a good understanding of my different variations of energy and that doesn't mean that just because i'm menstruating i have to now cancel all the plans in on in my schedule (laughs) if you want to do that it's not a problem and some people they have to do that like i myself have suffered from debilitating menstrual pain. Mm. And so like, I never knew when it would happen, but I knew that once it happened, it started, I would have to drop the pen immediately, get myself on the couch and would not be able to get off for two days in a row. Wow. (laughs) It was seriously that bad. Uh, And I know there are people who have it even worse than that, or people who experience PMS, premenstrual syndrome or pmdd premenstrual uh, premenstrual dysphoric disorder and they they basically want to jump off the balcony for two weeks in a month mm-hmm. and also once we know how our rhythm works we can both prepare mm-hmm. and we can also use these different phases 
um, yeah, in a way that works for us so that we don't struggle against them. When you know that on day 20, you usually have, a, a, you're very moody, then you can be prepared and you, pre you can even prepare your partner. Hey, you know, it's that time is approaching. Mm -hmm. If I'm a little grumpy, that's what it's ha what's happening. <laughs> or if all else fa fails, just be a little more compassionate with yourself. Mm. Yeah, okay, it's this time and now I'm grumpy mm. or tired or sad or whatever it is, but it's okay. And there will be other times in the cycle. Mm. And that goes for men and testosterone-based people as well. Because I think there are things like depression in men isn't talked about enough. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're so right. The, the, having said that, we stick with the menstrual health here. I want to, I wanna, however, offer another thought. Because we haven't really talked about the nutrition and about the gut health in its own right. Whilst we talked menstrual health, everything really starts with the gut. We know that the gut microbiome, so all those beautiful bacteria that are living within you and are having a, a great time in there. Without them, you would be dead. Okay, so let's be quite clear about that. So there is a huge amount of very beneficial bacteria that live in symbiosis with us, that help us, that create um, hormones, that create, get rid of certain toxins, that uh, do a whole host of beautiful things. And we are not aware of them. We just take them for granted. And sometimes we mistreat them. We drink alcohol until the, the cows come home. Um, we we eat shit, basically. Um, and then are surprised if the, the whole balance within your gut is out of kilter. And your gut is so important. So let me let me give you an example. There's about one and a half kilogram of nervous tissue in your head. And there's about one and a half kilogram of nervous tissue around your gut. Hmm. Suddenly gives the word gut feeling a complete new meaning. Um, many of the bacteria in your gut are actually producing, for example, serotonin, the feel-good uh, hormone. So here we are throwing, away, uh, throwing around heavy-duty psychopharmaco uh psycho uh psychological drugs let's call it like that um which can be such a lifesaver which can be so beautiful i'm not not saying anything against against using the right drugs at the right moment at the right time for the right person um but there is so much that we don't do for example look after our gut look after our our uh balance within the gut make sure that you're eating the rainbow make sure that you're following and not just the newest fat diet, but actually that you're that you're following a, a Mediterranean food plan, um, where basically a lot of healthy things are there that are supporting the gut. And suddenly your gut bacteria come into a new equilibrium, and suddenly things are settling down because you're giving yourself a complete new level of gut health. Uh, therefore, systemic inflammation calms down. With that, some of the hormonal imbalances change. Suddenly, wow, everything changes. So in functional medicine, we very much focus on the gut as one of the very first things. And so therefore, again, coming full circle, uh, realizing that the gut is sitting just next to all those menstruating bits, mm -hmm. um, that how that close interaction is there. And you guys, can do something about it. 
So when you say chew well, that's absolutely true. <laughs> and eat well, um, eat the rainbow, I would somewhere throw in there. Um, and the, whilst we're both Germans, of course, it is, we have to mention sauerkraut <laughs> or kimchi. Or <laughs> if you don't like the sauerkraut, go for, for any other fermented food. Um, the, the kefirs of this world, the, the, those kind of things, uh, the, the Greek yogurt, um, all those kind of things are helping your gut to live and to live a healthy life. And in turn, your gut will thank you and will produce all those, those things that make your life a little bit easier. So therefore, we can do so much. So you guys are not the victims of uh, of waves of hormones that you can't do anything about. Yes, they are happening, but Lisa has given you such a powerful handle on them, and that's gorgeous. Oh, Lisa, mm -hmm. this, I love your, your take on things, and I love how you empower women to take back their life, that and sometimes that is just the simple things in life that you're that you're recommending wow yeah yeah and it's true when the gut is working then also our hormone detoxification processes are working and a lot of the conditions that we see in menstrual health are often estrogen dominant conditions like mm -hmm. endometriosis like fibroids like cysts Absolutely. like pms and pmdd and so once we get the gut working, and again, it's one part of the most important systems in the body because it's part of the immune yes. system. That's where all of this starts rolling mm. and yeah, starts ameliorating. And yeah. um, I've talked about me having this intense menstrual pain. Mm. It's better now. In part, I know that mine was related to emotions that I did not digest because my digestion has issues because I'm a highly sensitive person and have way too many emotions and not taking enough time to digest them. <laughs> so part of my journey was to um, process the intense rage I was holding. And rage is a very inflammatory emotion. So no wonder I had pain during menstruation um and by the way i got checked so it was not something it's not something medical i know that so it must be mm. with these things and also just taking care of my lymphatic health of mm. my gut health mm. um eating a liver supporting diet like you mentioned it's an anti-inflammatory diet that you mentioned mm. so that all of these processes can work well and i believe that's a big part of why the pain has reduced and I can now actually work if I want to <laughs> or rest if I want to, Beautiful. but it's my choice now. And Beautiful. even taking painkillers is my choice because for a long time, the painkillers stopped working. So mm. I thought, okay, why should I even take them if they don't work anyway? Mm. So I went through this intense periods of pain, but now they have started working again. And now I sometimes decide that I want to take painkillers because I try to stay away from most medication. But yeah. sometimes I say, hey, you know what? I don't want to be afraid of my own period and that I will have to drop the pen and lie on the couch for two days. So I decide it's my power, as you say, oh. to take a painkiller today and then sit sit on the couch but read a book <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> but not lie down there with intense yeah. pain. I love it. Absolutely love it. 
Uh, see, but guys, I say guys. That is uh, in the English uh, system a, a overall. Huh. I know. I need to say something else, don't I? Um, the I have menstruating trained folks. myself to use folks. Folks. Yeah, folks. Yeah. Fair call. Fair call, actually. I just pulled myself up on that. Um, so, folks. Um, <laughs> now I've forgotten what I wanted to say. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I guess the, the point is there is so much happening within the body. It can be quite conflicting. It can be quite confusing. And um, for those of you who are, who are maybe suffering from something menstrual health related, um, uh, to listen to all that, you think, "Oh, where the hell shall I start?" Uh, it's all too. It it feels like all too hard. So and that's really where a coach comes in. That's really someone like Lisa comes in, who actually has been there, done that, has worked with a lot of women. Um, so and you know, why do you have to reinvent the wheel and try it out all yourself? Why not actually have someone? who knows a little bit more about you by your side for a period in your time uh, and and work with you. So Lisa, if, if people want to hear more from you and maybe want to work with you, where can they find you? Well, of course, on my website, and I'm sure you will link to that. <laughs> Tell us what is the um, name of the website? It's lisa-yara.com. My preferred way of contact is actually good old email because oh. to me it's writing a letter. That's why I call, like, I don't write newsletters. I have Monday Musings, my weekly e letter, because it's really me writing to you as a friend um, and supporting you and, and like live, giving you little bits and pieces, uh, all things menstrual health, yeah. uh, menopausal health. Definitely quite revolution like. <laughs> Uh, and also just becoming like coming more in tune with your body and your cycle. Uh, and I do have a free course uh, called Unlock the Power of Your Cycle because it helps you start charting your cycle, whether you are premenopause, so you have a normal menstrual cycle, or you you are perimenopause, so when everything's changing and a little topsy turvy. I have a way for you to support yourself and chart nonetheless. And also postmenopause or when you're pregnant or you don't have organs present, then there is still ways according to the moon. And like it's a little, it's a it's a free mini course um, with a few videos on how to chart your cycle. And that's really the basis of getting to speak the language of your body and building that relationship that I talked about. Because when you start building that relationship, you will understand where to start your healing journey because your body is telling you yeah. we are just not trained to listen and how to listen and how to decipher the signs. That's what I aim for with that course. So please check that out. If you want to stay connected, get on my Monday Musings list. Beautiful. And, and folks, look down there into the description of the YouTube video and of the podcast, because all of our Lisa's links are down there in their social media contacts. Lisa, you're an amazing woman. Um, you're so authentic. You're so honest. You're so passionate about this, uh, this, this topic that really affects half of the world. 
and actually it affects virtually the whole world because for every yep. uh, for every <laughs> every menstruating person there's typically one significant other so <laughs> we are all affected by it so why should we not why could we not learn a little bit more about it the impacts the the positive things that that come along with these rhythms of life and appreciate them for what they are and maybe therefore understand ourselves better and in turn make the world a better place would that not be nice (laughs) lisa thank you so much for being a guest on my show you're an amazing uh woman i i really was so glad that you could make it today um for you guys for having me oh absolutely and you guys out there look after yourself and live with passion bye i never give up i never give up i never give up Turn around.